Alright, here we go. After party 58. 58. Holy. Where we're going to talk about sessions 196, Broken Deal, 197, Released, 198, Edge of Collapse, 199, Misconnections, and the Big 200, Reunited. Yeah, it feels, feels so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. Not that good. Wow, I mean, that's only like six episodes for an after party. That's pretty good for us lately. <laughs> yeah. Only. Well, we're going to be talking about those six and also reflecting on like uh, Shakara and Shaft's solo stuff on the split, too, which we haven't really covered. Uh, the majority of us here don't know what happened in those, so they're going to kind of be discovering it as we're discussing it. Uh, maybe some hit on some of the, the highlights and some of the more important aspects of it. Before we jump into the 196 to 200 i was curious of how john and emily let's start with john save the best for last do you feel like your solo stuff with shaft like did you accomplish what you felt you needed to accomplish from the split interesting okay um i think overall yes i think the the main thing shaft only has a couple people that he really cares about one being kepley and the other being Nina. And knowing what the situation was, was happening, he wanted to get that, that box, of course, but wanted to get uh, Kepley to safety. So that was probably indirectly, that wasn't his mission, of course, but indirectly by getting the box and finding out the paladins were there, you know, and were hunting them down, I think he accomplished that. Did you forget to mention the third person that Shaft cares about? <laughs> Himself. <laughs> wow, you really don't care about Falsey after all this. What about Horik? And well, Horik is is a is a, a dear friend, of course. But Horik can take care of himself. He's not worried about Horik. And uh, Falzerin is so easily misled. It doesn't matter how much effort he puts in to help Falzerin. It's, <laughs> He's a he lost cause. Continually goes down that path of trust. Wow. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> Well, I, and I don't know why, but I thought the whole Neogi taking down the Neogi God, that battle would take longer than it did. So I thought Shaft and I would be able to meet with Isabella before Mia and Falzerin joined us again. We're just that good. <laughs> I underestimated y'all. It did escalate pretty quickly, didn't it? Yeah. It was accelerated when yeah. Samuel was taken over. Yeah, I, it was absolutely 100% was. I thought we would get a little farther in that. And I thought the whole Izzy thing would have been a little more progressed before Mia and Falzerin were ready to join us again. Yeah, I think the Paladins threw a wrench in that, right? Because we were thinking, get the eye, head to Zexa, and we can be there in a couple of days. Right, right? and then there was a the little death threat thing happening and the running for our lives and... <laughs> <laughs> so what Bill and Elena don't know is that uh, half of Samuel's personal guard were set after, and I think Samuel mentioned it to them during interrogations. So there was a confrontation at the 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 farmstead, you know, but the, like the Darkling barn, you know, where you were put in the back of the Darkling wagon way way back in like yeah. 
I think it was uh, session 14 was like Barn Jams, I think it was called. So we got the sequel. We got Barn Jams 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three years later, we got the sequel, uh, which is, you know, not that bad considering some of Hollywood standards these days. But <laughs> so there was that confrontation where, I mean, they weren't immediately there to kill you, though. They gave you the chance to surrender the eye. The two of you resisted, right? I mean, obviously you resisted, but they didn't come in guns blazing and immediately gun you down. I mean, in my revisionist history, that's how it happened. <laughs> they wanted the eyes, but they also wanted our weapons that we yeah, acquired. Yeah, they wanted everything true. from us. That is true. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder yeah, how they that's knew on about me, the, the weapons. weapons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's how we we put two and two together, because there was only a very limited amount of people that understood where those weapons came from. Why, if Shakara doesn't want to give the eyes to Izzy, why take it? Uh, because that was the actual main thing I wanted to accomplish with having the eyes was is contacting Dendar and trying to turn Dendar against Isabella and towards me was what I wanted to do. And you need the eyes to do that. It definitely helped having both. Of course, or hurt, I mean, depending on how you look at it with my arms and the four levels of exhaustion I eventually acquired. You got an eye. We kept an eye to keep the front line safe. We had an agreement. I go to bed and everything is... I wasn't going to go after the second eye. You guys knew what... I, I Maybe you don't know that Isabella contacted me. Back when we, back when we were on the frozen lake after the Killian fight, and basically said that Shakara wasn't getting it done, and if I was to get the eyes to her, uh, she had Nina, and I would basically oh. get her back. I wasn't going to go after the second eye until Shaft came to me and said said that, and that, of course, angered me because everything angers Shakara. And it was like, <laughs> how could Isabella not trust me to do this? I have the one eye. I'm about to get the second eye. I'm about to do what she says, and now she's sending somebody else again to do with the thing that i was tasked with so falzerin falzerin can commiserate with you man <laughs> she's impatient izzy is so impatient okay well that's making more sense so this is shaft's decision to get the eye out of the tower yes screw the front line yeah that makes sense i don't think shikara well let me let me say that shikara didn't argue well no i didn't not at all she was all on board and i knew she would be so were you guys in Samuel's tent that night? No. No. So it was his armor gl- glowing blue then. It wasn't the eyes. Do Shaft and Shakara know why know what happened there or why that happened? I think so. Uh, Emily has a theory that um, since all the pieces are needed, the eyes, the armor, the scythe, everything's needed to bring them back. I don't know why they would. It's start like drinking, holding the though. eyes, right? He's like failing checks potentially. Oh or yeah, that could be getting exhausted. Yeah. So he's just like suffering complete exhaustion because he doesn't really know how to use. The, well, he doesn't know how to use the armor. I don't think it's because of the eyes. I think it's he doesn't know how to use it. What about the scythe though? He's missing the scythe. So I thought maybe if a piece is missing, I think it's just because he doesn't know how to use the armor. And and like with the eyes, I have to make che- you have to make checks in order to hold them or be near them. So he probably like you just said is failing checks, and that's why it started blinking and he's losing strength because he's not proficient. Not proficient with armor. My understanding of the mechanics of 5e, though, and maybe Leland's homebrewing this a little bit, and that's why it's different, but when you eventually, like, reach maximum exhaustion, you just die. 
as opposed to he's in like some sort of stasis or coma. Well, I don't, or I don't know so. if he's he's reaching exhaustion. He's just, um, well, maybe he is. We don't know. So you guys leaving in the middle of the night without a trace, no word, because the note went to K. There was a note. The mm-hmm. note I went didn't to know K. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with Falzern being K and not like um, particularly focused on finding you guys or helping you guys. Um, it makes makes more sense why I chilled out just like putting the Niyogi up front and then... My thought process was you're going in with Samuel with this massive oh, yeah. army, a big thing of armor, and you two are going. It's not going to make much difference if the two of us and I'm on a timeline to get Nina back, which is my purpose, right? So that I'd let Falzerin know. So my concern was if I didn't let one of you know, then you were going to port to us. And I didn't want you porting to us. Right, so I, that's why I left the note, so he could tell you, so you guys would both go, okay, there's no reason to be alarmed. But that never worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely, um, they definitely suspected you guys in the first place and went to Drukal, like, tracing, tracking you guys. Because somebody gave them all of Shaft's contacts and people that he knows and... But I, but I made it worse by giving information in which, like, Mia was just honestly trying to be helpful because, like, you could have been stolen. I thought Izzy, like, potentially you captured very you. helpful to him. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, like, without knowing all the details, like, the Mia-ness made it worse. From our side, we knew somebody gave him contact, somebody gave him information, and, the, and we were like, why? Because you had the note. Why? You knew what we were doing. Why did you do all this? No, we... Yeah. yeah but <laughs> knowing that you didn't know what happened to us, it makes more sense. I mean, Kepley was in danger. And then my good friend Lag the Rock wasn't too appreciative of the fact that there were a bunch of paladins questioning him about me. Right. So Shaft is the one that kind of really saw the fallout from Mia's Zone of Truth uh, comments. Again, while I was under the Zone of Truth, it was Kay... K like questioning me, right? No, no, no. Uh, when you when Samuel was zoning you, he was not yet enslaved because you were first, and then Falzern slash K. Oh, Falzern did it in his. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the last, basically the last true interaction that Mia had with Samuel before he's now unconscious and comatose, etc. Right. So at really, any interaction that Mia you had with Samuel after that fact were decisions made, being made by Kay under, under his control. Which, which, like you had mentioned <sighs> before, the acceleration of moving into the mountains, I mean, clearly before things were entirely ready, but that because of Mia and Falzern's efforts, that did ultimately backfire on Kay, really. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess really more, more Mia than, <laughs> than Falzern, as Falzern was just kind of ha- was able to get back into his body, thankfully. <laughs> Once K vacated it for for his own for K's own created uh, corpse body thing. Yes, yeah, the fights definitely slowed you guys down. So I mean, Elena wants to say sorry, but Mia was just being Mia. So I don't know. No, I, I get no it. No apology like necessary, but I felt bad. <laughs> we 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 spent some time in the sewers. We spent some time you know navigating around, taking paths that we wouldn't have taken. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was definitely another day. Or potentially sacrificed his life for Shakara, surprisingly. I mean, I have no idea. But also the vol- the volcano eruption and the Neogi escape plan just completely cut the timeline of Shaft and Shakara being in Drakal short. Like, they like immediately had to flee the city, right? Right. Yeah. 
I mean, hell, I was halfway to uh, to getting up to the theater in my uh, little Master Blaster backpack. That's true. You were and... on uh, Gilgamesh's <laughs> back in the backpack. Uh, Gilgamesh's legs, legs partner. And he flies? No, it just he he put <laughs> Shaft in a little fly? backpack. Gilgamesh is like this big burly orc, and he had Shaft in a backpack, and Gilgamesh was walking him through the city because the Paladins were looking for Shaft and Jakara. That's hilarious. Okay, that's oh my funny. goodness. I would love to. I got to listen I to can't that. wait to listen back. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, I sent Shakara a message like, dude, you got to get out of there, hoping they were together. And I guess you guys weren't. So how did that go down? Um, so before Shaft and I had parted, I had given him an eerie token. It do, it lasts for a full day. And I and I can just, like, repeatedly send messages. So, like, just whenever something updated, um, I sent him a new message. Can you reply? It's one way only. Which is, like, when... Towards when you said that message about trying to get to, to get out of the city, I forgot that I could reply. And Leland's like, "Well, aren't you going to say something back?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." <laughs> oh, okay, I was just I was just about to ask, like, what was Shakar's thought process for not replying? But that makes more sense. To the first message. Yeah, the very first message Mia sent to Shakar, Shakar did not reply to. That was. Was that before or after the paladins attack? That was before, wasn't it? That was shortly before. That was like you had made it to the the farmstead and you were like long resting and, and Mia and Falls had woken up and they're like, well, where the hell are Shaft and Chigara? That was because I thought if I didn't reply, it would be less likely that you would come after us. That's That's all it was. I just needed information without that note. So it is what it is because you guys thought I had the note. Well, let me tell you, getting the eye was not not easy no, task no, either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Ask Horik. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys got beat up, and that's why you needed that long rest. That I'm so when oh, Falzer and Mia, when you, so you saw the scratch and cut through sigil at the top of the tower, Horik and Shaft did that. Oh, I was looking at it like, does this mean anything? That was part of them trying to power it down, and Horik slash into it and he took a blast of fire and almost tumbled to the bottom of the tower but Shaft was able to grab him before he fell. Yeah, yeah. They saw something from where they were? I went and investigated the tower, yeah. Because as the paladins retreated or the remaining paladins retreated to the tower, right, the old front line, me and Falzern were there briefly before moving, traveling to the Zexan cave. So they saw some of the aftermath of the two of you at the tower. I wanted to go up there and see what the volcano, like, lava situation was. And if Sh- Shakara couldn't meet us at the tower, she said the caves. So that's why that response was nice. Did you go down to that tunnel? Mm, what tunnel? Our <laughs> big lava, the Bahir tunnel? They didn't go into nope. the the uh, the tunnel underneath the, the old supply tent. No, they didn't go into there. <laughs> There's some stuff down there, too. <laughs> you guys went back to where the supplies were stolen, then? And probably a half undead guy, if I remember, laying down there. <laughs> That's true. Still, There's half uh, a zombie still down wallering there. around. <laughs> That's right. He could fill you in on what happened. <laughs> Was that um, one of one of the huskies? The huskies, yeah, yes. The huskies. <laughs> Just couldn't pull that. Couldn't make it no, up the rope. Couldn't get. Couldn't get the husky. The husky got cut in half by a rope. Yeah, trying to lift him up out of a hole. <laughs> because the. Blue light desiccates everything, right? And so any corpses down there were all dried and brittle. Ew. They uh, they, they weren't the strongest zombies. They didn't they hold were... up too well. <laughs> You're not having much luck raising zombies lately, Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> 
not doing as well as, as uh, I thought. But I mean, I'm I'm using what was given to me. Well, that's true. <laughs> these, these are the, the the materials I have at hand. Uh, a poor carpenter blames their tools. Okay. <laughs> oh, they, they did come in right. very handy getting the eye back to the farmstead, though. If we'd had to try to carry those ourselves, that could have been very bad. So the zombies carried the eyes, like touched them, dragged them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a production. <laughs> kind of, yeah. If anybody would have flew by in a boat and looked down and saw, they would have went. If it wasn't snow, the hell's going on there? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The snow came in so handy. The thank you for rolling oh, yeah. snow on the die, hiding the gli- the glow of the eyes. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's get get into then one ninety six through two hundred and. We're kind of again. One ninety six was like the aftermath of the neo, like the Neogi escape, essentially, right? Like that was the everything going to shit. Everything is erupting now. As me and Falzer kind of refused K the their their promised favor or, or deal or whatever you want to call it for getting uh, Falzer in in quotations back. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a. It was a dumb deal. He muted. He muted that deal by bringing himself into Falzer's body. Voided. Mm, I Boom! See. I owe you I no see. favors. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you do? I thought it was really cool what you two got to do to try to. I mean, it's minimal what you were able to do, really, in the grand scheme of it. But still, you certainly like saved paladins and held back some of this flow in the smaller chamber in the the portal chamber, right? Yeah, I think it was a it was an interesting like creative sort of, not a solution really, but like way to buy ourselves a bit more time. I don't know that I would have thought of it actually. I think it was it was cool that Elena thought of it and then once she started doing that, I was like looking at what what spells Falzern could add to the mix to try and slow things down. Yeah, I figured I'm like a tempest cleric with a lot of like water spells and this and that with like the weather and wind and different things and Mia would want to help everybody. I rolled really low, though. I didn't save that many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some's better than none. Yeah, a lot of things could have gone differently. Like, uh, I just didn't see Samuel and Bill being under Kay's influence. And then we thought about, like, closing that portal so that Kay was stuck in there. But we decided to go for him. And then even just... Under the mountain, I really thought when we got in there, okay, like, this is it. We can, like, fight it out or destroy these ships. And then it just all happened so fast. Like, we couldn't. Yeah. It was like, okay. Basically, we just got, we got under the mountain and we're like, all right, charge. And I was like, like, ramped up, ready to go. And I was like, okay, never mind. And, like, turn around. Like, <laughs> put a light up so people can find me and, like, get out of here. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was a little too little too late once Kay kind of gave that last dying signal throughout the system, right? Listening back, I was, I have a little bit of regret that I wasn't more aggressive with Falzern. I can't remember if he was like, most of his spell slots were exhausted at this point or not, but man, I wish I had been able to somehow thwart that like biggest ship from launching because that's presumably like if Kay still is, still was on Aspara in some form or another, it's probably where Kay is, is in. And, like, if I could have caused that ship to, like, not make it out and just get swallowed up in all the lava. Oh, what spell, so what spell could do that? Well, Wall of Force 
if I just put a wall of force up over top of it, basically, <laughs> yeah. so that it like prevented it. Yeah, from launching. that would have been awesome. And did you have that spell slot? Or you're saying you don't know? I, I can't remember. I feel like I probably didn't. I, I think Falzern had probably used all of his higher level spell slots at that point. So dang. And it was also risky, just like. You could tell it was a ticking time bomb in that room, right? So, like, if Falzern happened to get knocked off his broom or something halfway across the room, like, that's just bye-bye. <laughs> that Falzern. would be very bad, yes. <laughs> yes. So there were three spaceships all underneath the different mountains? There, No, yes. there, so it was one massive chamber with, like, stone walkways over, like, magma pools below, right? And there were, I think there was at least a dozen, 10 to 12 different sized ships all in this this chamber and basically what the the neogi had umbra hulks burrowing basically like lava channels magma channels to fill in this chamber with more magma and then they also drained the frozen lake they burrowed from the bottom of the frozen drain and just dumped that entire lake's water into the magma which created oh. the, the uh, hydroclastic eruption Steam. Yep. And just caught, just wow. chain reacted everything. So the three peaks, of course, popped because of yeah. because of the and then they the the energy of which kind of harnessed by the ships to launch out of the the narrow like launch tubes. Essentially, they had chiseled and burrowed into the into the mountains, which, like Bill said, would have been really cool if Falzner could have blocked with a wall of force. It's just so cool that you dreamt of all this. Like you came. Up it's with been this. in the work. I've had the idea of it for a, a, quite a while. Yeah. So the ships. Arrived, I mean, I don't know if you guys found this out, but I assume they arrived at least two cycles ago. 17, is it a 17-year cycle, 19-year cycle? I'm 20, 19, yeah. So two cycles ago because they had been seen before? Is that correct? Even more, maybe. Yeah, but also, so there was a, there was a whole lot of the system that obviously was never explored and it was the possibility that the party could have seen more of it. But... They had, I think it was like 16 or 17 different portal exits to various parts of Mm. under the mountain where they're harvesting metals and materials and growing food and nesting umber hulks and nesting neo. Like there were literally a a huge system that you could have potentially found. Most of them had like outside entrances into them, which if you had spent more time in the mountains, maybe you would have walked into and discovered the portal system then to right. So. Should have gone after Father Alebender. Yeah, might have found yeah. Might have found it. <laughs> well, stat. no free beer now. Half of it's covered in lava. Yeah, bye bye <laughs> snow bloom. That the snow blooms are probably extinct now because they've all been like they've all been scorched from magma. Yeah, I mean, Drucal kind of got pompeyed, so not, yeah. not great. <laughs> like hard. Oh, people are mid crap, just petrified and ash. <laughs> that's how i want to go i want an outline of me on the stone wall behind the toilet just crouched over doing what i do best (laughs) (laughs) i i do think that like if shaft and shikara were with us the k fight might have been like went better but the the mountain and the ships like that was just the fate was sealed like i don't think it would have made a difference the difference would have been in that fight had you prevented K from being able to transmit. From communicating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally like his last thing he was able to do. I mean, he was like at like two, I think he had like two, maybe five max HP left after that last round. And then he got his final, like literally his last turn to be able to do something. Okay. Like it was so close, like literally. That's where like if we were to 
cut the web though, then we can't get out. So like cutting the web stops the signal, but if we cut that, it's right. just what do you choose? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's it's good that they're gone, right? I mean, that's the the point. We assume <laughs> we assume they're gone. Their leadership and organization is gone. There are still Neogi on Aspara. So yeah, you know there's still infested cities. That will be Mia's after campaign. Yeah, right. That's Mia's cleanup job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Also, like their whole like massive network of all these caves and tunnels and stuff is like destroyed. So that's good. True. Because the the magma poured into the main like central chamber with that big bloated thing that was controlling all these different web networks. So it's dead. I w- I would assume, which is gonna disconnect all of the chambers from each other. <sighs> huge, huge, huge um, blow to their their forces for sure, if nothing else. I sent Shakara a message, get out, and you were, where were you when you got that? Pussycat Palace. Yeah, and Hannah's bedroom. And where was Shaq? And why were you in Hannah's bedroom? Got turned around in the sewer tunnels. Shaft would have been, yeah, Shakara <laughs> did get a little lost in the sewer tunnels. She was trying to find her way to the Arknall Theater. But Shaft, you would have been um, on your way back, like to the Arknall, or t- to the Pussycat Palace after, on the back of Gilgamesh. Because that's when you got the message through the airy token from Shakara saying, Mia blew up the mountain, get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, okay, that, that's what I said. Mia <laughs> <laughs> blew up right. the mountain. <laughs> uh, so I think it was 197 released. We kind of Shakara said goodbye to Dreg. That was when yeah. Dreg Dreg left the family as Shakara. Uh, I think it was in 200. She put it. Yeah. He's going to find a way to destroy the eyes. I think you said to us. He said he had had a long talk with Braun. Um, he no longer Ooh. was seeking revenge, which was part of why he joined the family in the first place to get revenge on Allstaff. What? I was going to kill Tennerman for him. And then he said no. Yeah, because he wanted to do it. That's why he accepted the dagger from Shakara, because he was going to do it. Oh. I was trying to empower him to do it himself, but Braun apparently talked him out of it. And so then when he. Forgave, I guess he forgave Tinnerman and no longer felt the need to kill him. He no longer felt the need to be part of the family. So he basically asked to be released, which I did. And he said he was going to go off to Pisces. Port Randis. Port Randis. Was it a mutual breakup on good terms? Well... It was amicable, but it wasn't mutual. <laughs> amicable divorce. Right. Okay. I He wanted to go, so I let him go, but I wasn't happy about it. So he went off and he said he was going to try and he doesn't think the eyes should be used. He thinks they're evil. They should not be part of the world. And I said, hey, if you can figure out a way to destroy them, do so. And he said, okay, well, I guess that's what I'll try to do then. He also told you any benefits you've or abilities you've been you've been given by Dandar, you shouldn't use either. And I listened really well to that part. <laughs> Why does he not want her to use abilities? He doesn't want me getting farther sucked into Dendar's reaches, clasped, getting farther sucked into the coven. So did you not have an eye at this point already? I had, I, I, when Dreg left, I had both of them. So did he not know you had them? Uh, yeah, no, no. Dreg certainly was aware that 
because the her, the whole bag of holding was glowing because one glowing. eye wasn't in a lead box. So yeah, I I spent a very long time dragging around one of the eyes with no protection from it because my cube had exploded. So like I I rolled a lot of saves against so did, that hey, eye. So did Grimby. Thank you very much. Grimby took a lot of that. All right, he took a lot of that burden for you. Grimby rolled a few. I rolled a lot more. And Buttercup rolled some. <laughs> How did you come back into contact with Grimby and Drag Lake? Uh, Drag used a location spell on me and found me at the Pussycat Palace. That This was like during the night, right? The late night, like midnight when they found Shakara. Drag, Hulsa, and Grimby left the Paladin camp that day's morning slash mid-afternoon, right? Like noonish, right? Because they said goodbye to me in Falzerin. And then basically... Uh, the time that Shaft and Shakara spends like in the in the farmhouse and like resting in the farmhouse and fighting the personal guard there and then fleeing and getting into the city right and holding up in Hannah's abandoned district, uh, soon to no longer be abandoned, was when like during the time me and Falzer and the rest of the paladins were preparing to march into the caves and and take the fight to the Niogi at the helm. Uh, of Samuel's, you know, Samuel's uh, commands, a.k.a. K's commands, to accelerate things. Did Grimby, like, tell Shakara that it was all our fault and he hates us? No. Actually, okay. Grimby, I mean, I <laughs> when we got back together in the cave, that was when I learned that it was, quote-unquote, your fault that Grimby got kicked out of the pal- paladin camp. Yeah, that's why I thought Grimby was still in the ship over Drukal, but there's all the rising was it Rising Four that's that's was the, the, wiped off? Yeah, exactly. The, the name of it's been like paint, painted over and plastered over. So mean that in the midst of battle, they're like, "We need to rename this now." <laughs> <laughs> Poor like Grimby. Priorities. We gotta have your priorities. <laughs> well, I guess the new captain didn't like the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so Shaft managed to get barely out of the city by the southernmost gate of it, which put him a little further away from, like, added some extra travel time to him getting to the Zexan cave, uh, as he was a little further south and kind of a little further uh, west as well, compared to, like, me and Falls are up at the tower, and then even Shakara in, like, from the Pussycat Palace. Shakara utilizes her new ability to basically get out of Dodge very quickly, very, very quickly. And, of course, me and Falzerin, as they're coming down, coming down the mountain, back to the tower, see the pulsing blue of the eye uh, in the distance. And they're like, well, this has to be connected, <laughs> right? Immediately, Mia was Flying like, real fast. Yeah, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's get on Denny. And uh, unable to, to make ground because, actually, Shakara, Dendara's fly speed and Denny's fly speed are the same, actually. With Dendara's head start. We couldn't gain. Yeah, couldn't gain. Dendara. I like <laughs> the little bit that I did listen to, because there was so much, I only chose to listen to a little of 189. Shakara needed an over 20 on a D100 to like convince Dendar against Izzy's sort of thing. Is that what I'm remembering correctly? Or So yeah, so the first time I had to roll to get my shape change ability... That was part of the same role, wasn't it, to, to get the shape change ability? It or? was, it was. So you were essentially asking for Dendar's favor is really what it was. And, yes, um, yeah. And you failed the role. 
failed spectacularly. It's basically represented your connection to Dendar through the physical contact of the eyes. And obviously Dendar being imprisoned in the big ice wall with Father Limic and who uh, you believe to be Kalar. That's kind of what it represented, that tenuous connection that Dendar even really has to the material plane being where she's in prison kind of thing. So that's essentially what that represented. And you had a, I thought you had a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought so too. For anybody else, it would have been a pretty good chance. <laughs> You're like, what are double zeros? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what could have potentially changed if you would have rolled that 20 or above though is what I'm saying. Like I would have gotten the, the serpent ability and then I wouldn't have had to do it again farther damaging myself and taking on more exhaustion. I got to level four of exhaustion during all wow. of that. Right. Mm-hmm. That when is I very was bad. healing you. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the little bit that I did learn is that your hands being shriveled was from holding the eyes or touching them or something. Yes. So don't touch the eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alamar stole my cube, that stupid <laughs> wizard, whatever he is. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, Alamar and Falzerin kind of seem to make amends. Alamar kind of apologized for the way he treated Falzerin those years in Heraklion. Yeah, it was uh, it was a touching, touching little interaction. I thought so. It was that kind of after Alamar failed to do anything to help Samuel, um, kind of coming to the realization that you know, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm Alamar maybe, but I'm not a Zelwick anymore. You know, like right. I have no no connection to the Zelwick lineage just because I have my thoughts of being who I was once was ruling Heraklion, that seems to not be a benefit at all to him in his current form. Yeah, I, I, Bill was feeling for, and I'm sure I think Faldron was also definitely feeling for, feeling some sympathy or empathy towards Alomar's current position. And, and I mean, Falzern also kind of put him in this position, but I mean, I'd, he wasn't even asking to be saved when you saved him. So like, I don't know. What. No, he wasn't. But come on, who <laughs> wants to be I... trapped? Who wants to be trapped in that wall in the <laughs> city of judgment? That can't be a good way to to live the rest of your existence. People that were trying to become liches, like just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alamar was instrumental in Falzern getting back to his body. I would like to say. Yeah, that's true. And Falzern. Even though Alamar didn't know what Alamar wanted, Falzerin knew what was best for Alamar. <laughs> I think we're I think we're seeing a redemption arc for Alamar here. And very high hopes for it, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we finally everyone finally got to, got together now. We're, we're in the the great split of 2023 is now come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> How do we all think about it? I mean, it really was an experiment for I mean, me personally as a DM on also the show in general to have this this very prolonged split of the party. And then an even further split from one of those one of those halves, right? Sub split. Yeah, we had a sub split, a split, a split. We're getting splitception, is what seven we're ten split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. significant split amount of forking. It, it went longer than I thought it was going to, but I think oh, yeah. it works for the story. I think it makes sense. Um, we're definitely all stronger together, and it's best if we can stay together as as much as possible. But I think in this circumstance, it it fit. Yeah, I agree. I think it 
does make sense for the story. I was really missing playing with all five of us together. Yes. Like it, yeah, definitely. it felt like I was ready for us to be back together for sure. It was yeah. the weight in between playing grows when we're releasing once a week, you know, but each person's getting and their own. Yes. Episode three almost. different recording yeah. schedules. Going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think when, when shaft had uh, the edge of collapse in one ninety eight. That was, I think you had said, John, that was like last time I had recorded with you was like in April of this year. Yeah, yeah. we had like yeah. a That's couple of months. It's, yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of started to get get ridiculous. Um, I will say, though, I think, you know, with, with uh, some of our our changing schedules that, the, you know, the five of us have uh, going on personally, it definitely helped us maintain weekly releases. I, I will. Yeah. It was definitely beneficial that way. Yeah. We had a yeah. lot yeah. of flexibility to to keep content going. But you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it would have been impossible, obviously for me to say, okay, I'm going to play with just Bill and Elena for three plays, three of our play sessions, which might amount to four to six episodes say, but we can't because one, you have their sending spells going everywhere. The actions of one side is clearly affecting the actions or the, the, the consequences for the other side, right? I mean, just, tell me about it. I mean, obviously, the <laughs> the Niyogi escape is a, is a is a ridiculous example of that. But yeah, there's just like you're still like you're still connected. And one, you're honestly you're not really that far apart, right? You know, it's not like yeah. two of you were in Heraklion for like ten episodes again, right? Well, I know for you it had to be like a very pleasant nightmare, right? Because you get to you get to. <laughs> You get to move things around, but I know like there's situations where I was in, I'm like, I wanted to track like Shakara and where you were with recording with her, with recording with me and all that, there wasn't a clear answer to me. Do I, what, what tracks do I see? And then you have to sort of go, okay, well, wait, maybe you see, cause I did, we ended up seeing horse tracks and a, somebody being drug, which I assume is who, who was the summoned horse, I assume, right? Yeah. I was at four levels of exhaustion. I, I was not moving quickly at all. So we hick Was it dragging you? Dragging me so I could sleep. Okay. So oh, that's wow. what we saw too then. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but, wow. but you are right, John. That's so wild. John and I, John's play to get out of the city, suddenly Shaft was ahead of the timeline of everybody. And Shakara was still in the Pussycat Palace seeing the, you know, the... Mountains explode <laughs> and had just been warned to get out of the city. But Shaft, was, Shaft then suddenly became ahead and we didn't really know what Shakara was going to do or how she was going to do it. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's where the editing comes in, right? Like, that's where, thankfully, we don't have to retcon because the continuity is nice. I don't, we never want to have to yeah. retcon something like that. But you sitting there going, okay, this is a good time plus, this is a good place to stop, right? Yeah. Because you yeah, sort yeah. of know, hey, I got to weave this. You know, I gotta not weave. I gotta go play session with with Shakara now because yeah. there definitely was a bit of weaving just with the ability of communication back and forth. Honestly, that that helped me a lot keep track of where and when everything's happening too, right? So that was kind of beneficial in running it all. But it just it means that okay. John, you might be available to record, but really I need to record with Bill and Elena because I got to figure out what's, we have to resolve something with them before the ramifications can be role-played with you kind of thing. So, right. yeah, it was, it was, it, I, there, it definitely came with its challenges, <laughs> but I, I, I like the, the perfect nightmare thing. It was very, 
very apt. Can you have a, like a wet it nightmare? It didn't feel railroady. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Depends on what you're into, I guess. <laughs> it didn't feel railroady. We never felt like when you're like, okay, this is a good place to stop. Like, no. Uh, like, we didn't feel like that. So. I would hope as a listener, you're getting to hear things, you know, these little pieces and see the reactions of other people, you know, per editing and such. I think that would be awesome to listen to. I wonder now that, you know, it's all like we're back together and it's all been technically, it's the split has been released. We've had this split arc now. If you went and just listened, uh, not released chronologically, but if you just like, okay, I want to stick with me and Falzer and I want to listen from them from the split, only their episodes to when we're back together and be left out. And then like, okay, now I'm going to go see like Shaft and Shakara and then you have a further decision. Well, let's stick with Shakara and see what's happening until they're back together. Instead of listening to the episodes chronologically, I wonder if you'd be able to keep track of what and where, like how the timelines are going. They kind of did that with the Mia experience, (laughs) like listening to like, you know, listen to it for Mia's side. Don't listen to any of Bill's stuff. I I mean, obviously, we did what we could to keep the timelines clear. And again, the sending messages and and the eerie token messages helped with that, I hope. But if you listen to like just as they were being released, like again, as a nature of how we had to play and the nature of how we basically produce the show is where we have maybe if like we're very close. Our plays are incredibly close to the release dates. Right. And that's kind of how the show has been predominantly for the last four years. Uh, So as a result of that, uh, we couldn't have just unfortunately had all of one character or one pair's episodes come out until we see until we're back together, right? Which I think might have been probably a better listening experience. I don't know. I would think so, yeah. Because it's all unfolding. It's it's like a like a movie, right? You usually see three things happening at one time. It sort of cuts between the different actions that are happening, and then it all sort of mm-hmm. comes together. So it's really fun to know more than some of the characters know. So I bet it was fun to listen to. I'm kind of jealous that they get the experience of listening to all the different parts and then like noticing the seeds that Leland's planting here and there, like tying the actions and consequences together where we're like, okay, there's a slash and a rune, whatever. Yeah. Like what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's more enjoyable for them. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what horror did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I hope everybody, yeah. I hope, hope everybody enjoyed it. It was certainly fun to orchestrate and, and like DM. But yeah, I agree. It was, it was, it probably became a little long in the tooth by the time, uh, by the time everybody got back together. But I mean, thank goodness we have weekly releases and not bi-weekly releases. Otherwise it would still be going, right? (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the, you're getting an hour of content every, every week. So it's limited. There's limits to it, right? There's limits. Yeah. Yeah. I do like though that now we're, we're kind of. Everyone's made it back to where it started, back to Zexa, and yeah. <laughs> it just kind of happened to unfold that way, which I think is is interesting. And yeah, it's uh, the next few the next few episodes. Like we're getting very very close to wrapping the campaign. Yeah, yep. it's happening. This is not a drill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may have heard us say this before, but it's not a drill. I was just to prepare we really you. We mean it this time. <laughs> we really mean it. Roll, yeah. roll a persuasion. <laughs> I opened up uh, Roll20 because we're going to be playing an Aspire session after this after party. And oh boy, 
Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's a it's a pretty crowded um, map that we're that we're on right now. <laughs> Look, everything can be fine. They just just be your usual charming selves that the the party members <sighs> are, and I'm sure everything will be just just fine. Uh, we did have a couple of questions. Is he telling us to charm them? <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to put any ideas yeah. in your head. <laughs> uh, a couple of questions. One kind of, uh, I got a, a DM from Bill Ben just commenting on <laughs> my recall and asking if I actually remembered stuff from, like, the first 10 sessions at the Zexa, Zexa Cave. Because I think I, I had made a comment about um, the fight with the little critter the mean lock and it tried to f- make you all afraid and nobody, everybody passed it say or whatever. And <laughs> he was like, did you actually remember that from, <laughs> from 2020 or whatever, or 2019 or whatever. But part of my prep is, uh, I will more often than not go and listen back to one, to a number of relevant episodes as part of my prep again, to refresh myself of what's going on because it's not, all contained within my very lengthy amount of notes for for the campaign. Uh, so I had just recently listened to session seven and eight when the party was there with Chucky, and so that's why I had I was recalling from a couple of days ago, not from a number of years ago. <laughs> we often get little messages, little comments. I just re-listened to this episode, and we're like, oh, should we go? Oh, why hint, why, hint, why hint, is he listening yes. to that one? What's going to happen? <laughs> I will say that Leland does have, I would say, a, a better than average memory. Very good memory. Not to toot my own horn, but I certainly get within an episode or two of where I think I need to listen to recall uh, to some specific But details. how many times have you heard yeah, in, in our defense, nice, he listens nice. to each episode Quiet. like 20 times. Get out of here. <laughs> I play some of them without even listening back to them, so, you know. <laughs> Well, I listen in the car, so when I go back and I'm listening back and I'm going, oh, I didn't catch that when we were playing or something, but I'm in a car. I can't write anything down or, or do anything. Yeah. And then it's like three weeks later we're playing, and I'm like, oh, I completely forgot that that's what falls are in said or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's tough to, to keep on, especially after four and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> Try to remember stuff. I'm sure the, you know, the list is, the list of questions that, the, each of you have forgotten to ask about things that we just never really completed throughout the campaign. It's like a mile long, and it would be great to have them for our end of our end of campaign <laughs> after party, right? To reflect on some mm. things. And I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what. Like I don't even know what the list of everything you missed. Like if I were to make a list of things you missed and could have uncovered, <laughs> like it's so it's so varied. So we just talked about Sybil's wand or something. Like before we record it, be like, okay, what was Sybil again? Let's talk about like I need to make some notes and be like, I need answers to this because you probably have answers. When I get reminded of it, like I'll ha- I'll know what I intended. What would have happened if we went down this fork? Exactly. So many things change so drastically. I mean, just the. I don't want to keep, we don't want to keep talking about plays that we've already done and that are yet to be released, but they, they just wait so differently than I could have even imagined going in. And, and we're at the end of the campaign. You think I should be able to predict something, but no, 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 it's, <laughs> it's which is good. Uh, which kind of leads me into a question from, from Britt. Uh, she asked, when the players role play in a way that involves NPCs, for example, Shakara uh, branding Grimby, how much of that do I the GM and the player, uh, how much of it do we discuss beforehand? 
Has there been instances where you have said the NPC would not go along with or do what the player came up with? I think that plays into kind of uh, what I was talking about. Like my, not everything is contained within my notes because so many things change and a number of things are ad-libbed um, and just role-played in, in the moment. Now, in the specific instance of the kind of Shakara Grimby bonding, Emily, you had sent me a DM like, hey, I want, I think I want to do this with Grimby. Like before everyone gets back to the cave, because Shakara was there first, I want to, I want to have this RP opportunity with, with Grimby. But I think once we, once we had recorded that, I think Emily, you had said something like, I did not know if Grimby was going to go for it. Yeah. The way you started talking, like, cause I, like you said, I told, I said, this is what I want to do. This is how I want it. I wanted to present this opportunity to Grimby and do it with the, the hair and the vines and everything. I explained that out to you, but you didn't reply. Like, you just like, oh, that sounds cool. Something like that. So then when Grimby started talking, I was like, oh, shit, Grimby's going to say no. This is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like that, that was like a prepared Grimby speech. But because you gave me the heads up, I was able to like jot some things down that I would want him to say. And, and I got a chance to think about his, his reaction. But I mean, I think like by now, Grimby, like we've, we've had Grimby around so long. Like I know what Grimby's reaction would be. And I know where Grimby's loyalties lie. So even if you had sprung that on me, like his, what happened wouldn't have changed. Obviously the words he said might've changed differently, but I just couldn't resist. I'd love me a Grimby speech. I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say, I love Mia. Just just end it there. I love Mia. I I love a Mia Grimby speech. (laughs) I love a Mia Grimby speech. I know. If there's any kind of three-way going on, it's with Halsa, not Mia. Just (laughs) So I appreciate I appreciate that heads up, but obviously, like, you could say something similar about when you approached, I mean, Halsa or or um, Drag at the time, right? And in those moments, now I don't know if you want to say that Shakara approaching Drag with a, a, a opportunity into the family was predatory in Drag's current mindset i don't know maybe if you want to go that far but clearly what was going on with dreg was there was consent <laughs> well i mean there ended up being consent but dreg was certainly more inclined to agree in his current mindset and what had what had just happened to him and what he was going through right and obviously now dreg will never get to hear what went on between dreg and Braun on the rising four and really understand their relationship that they now have after spending so much time together. But that's still something that happened. And those events still happened that are influencing both of those characters. So I don't know if that answers the question, but that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. I get a a heads up's always nice, but I would say in general, over the whole life of these 200 episodes, it's a rare occurrence where we pre-talk something that's going to happen with an NPC, right? Like, like I think when I told you, we were talking about getting together with Shakara and Shaft doing an episode. And I said, what well, Shaft is going to go to see lag, right? I, I want to do that because I, I had, you know, some things I wanted to, and we didn't never got to meet lag. So I wanted to do that anyway. <laughs> but my assumption going into that was, Lag was going to be, you know, hey, my buddy Shaft, right? And when I got there, and he was very much the opposite, based on circumstances, 
you know, so I said we were going to go there, but we really didn't talk about anything that was going to happen, you know, too much. I don't, I don't think there's been too many situations where you and I have talked about specific things happening. Maybe a little bit in the back shaft backstory stuff a little bit, but. I think the back shafts are, yeah, certainly a little more like quote unquote scripted again, for lack of a better term. But like, even when it comes to something like, uh, Falzern being in, um, uh, in the, in the city of judgment after he died. I was literally expecting that to be a 15-minute thing. And yeah. due yeah. to some of Bill's choices and role play, it turned into a full – we had enough content for a full episode of him being in the City of Judgment, which was great. And I thought that – I mean, I've said before that I really enjoyed that episode. And I think Bill did a fantastic job in that episode. But that – yeah, that just kind of is the way that you're – as players, you influence how things – like truly, truly influenced. I want to say that there is maybe I could use one hand to count the number of things that I thought were going to go away and went the exact way that I thought they were going to go. Hmm. When you say away, you mean like a space a certain w. way, like okay. a certain yeah. way, yeah, a certain way. Thought they were going to go away, but <laughs> Isabella, she stuck around for a real long time. <laughs> she was just a portly doctor, very confused. Well, I mean, and, you met uh, Isabel in the first episode. Of course she's the BBEG. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode one. I think between me and Leland, we've had not a lot, but a handful of times where we've discussed potential things that I was thinking about doing. But it's been rare, if ever, that you've like given me concrete what I can expect to happen if I do X, Y, or Z, which I like personally. Yeah, I mean, but and then, like I said, the the kind of heads up that you as players have been giving me uh, or are able to give me, like, just allows my preparation to be better. Yeah, and like mm -hmm. when we both know, like you said, it's it's literally as simple as I'm going to pose this question to this NPC, and usually that question has potential uh, large ramifications and is not something as simple as what would you like for breakfast today. Grimby, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, more like, will you marry me, Grimby? <laughs> no, once they've been married a while, those little questions will still piss each other off. <laughs> Why do you keep asking me what do you want for breakfast every day? <laughs> we need a we need a Grimby Shakara spinoff. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get a fanfic. Maybe in a oh boy, maybe in a in a in a, a one shot, I can play Grimby and Emily can play Shakara, and <laughs> we can do a one shot with, with the five of us. Because I do like Grimby, I do really like Grimby, and obviously I like Isabella, and I'm very happy that the the outcome has come to. A confrontation with Isabella. So I'm excited Begin to see. Begin with Isabella and we end with Isabella. I mean, it certainly seems that way, which, again, is another. Should have taken her down when we had the chance. I, I, yeah, I was literally going to say this is another thing that potentially could not have happened, right? Like, mm -hmm. If we would have killed her, yeah, earlier when she had less hit points. <laughs> exactly. Before she got scaled up to your level. Yeah, you should have took her down. <laughs> Before she had legendary actions. And all this <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you're, maybe this isn't exactly the way you, you'd been GMing things, Leland, but based on what we know about Isabella right now, if she was the same back when we first encountered her, we wouldn't have been able to kill her. But maybe that's not how you did things. So like, I don't know if Isabella was less powerful because we were 
lower level, but I think things would have ended badly for us if we actually tried to kill her. (laughs) Won't they all be shocked in the final battle when Drake Blakely comes in and kills us <laughs> Nobody knows where he's at right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Chucky just pops up and he's like, I'm not dead. <laughs> the real infinite hero, Drake Blakely. <laughs> Blake, Drake, Blake, is, Drake is Blake, Blake's Blake, dad. Blake, sorry. Blake, That's right, Blake, Drake. Blake, Drake, Drake, yeah, well, you know, his dad might still be around somewhere. <laughs> Well, how do you think Blake got the position of mayor of Golden? I mean, he obviously nepotism. He's clearly incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a drill. Whew. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, do do any of you feel like you have still unresolved things for your characters? Other than the Izzy thing. I mean, maybe Shakara is certainly in a, a, a f- very different circumstance than the rest of the party currently, right? Where her position in, in the coven and figuring out what to do with, with the eyes and et cetera. And I know Shaft, I guess Shaft has his own motivations that are, are taking him to the finish line as well, which, uh, you know, I, I guess since, since kind of the frozen lake, like has really been renewed. Cause I think around that time, I don't know how, how John, you I mean, did you feel that Shaft was kind of just floating unsure of what he really wanted to pursue at the time? I don't know if he was directionless, but I think he was along for the ride to sort of see and assess the situation and how things were going to pan out one way or another. His alliances are always shifting anyway. So, And I and I really do think there's a portion of Shaft that stuck around because of Falzern and just sort of wanted to be his sort of guidance. You're not worried about him, though. Let's clarify this. You're worried about two people. Uh, uh, care about two people. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been worried about Falzern. Falzern's more of a project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mia's only thing is her family. But that can be like an epilogue. We can just like write happily ever after, you know, Braun defeats the Neogi the end. <laughs> but Nina, Nina's driven Shaft home. He's got a purpose. Well, I mean, I think Shaft's whole circle was really where he came from everything that happened to him and what he wants to get back to, right? It's sort of the, you you wanted something bigger in life, you cast everything away, you went and had your adventures, and then you realized what you had originally was what you really wanted all along, was really the, the cycle for Shaft. And he's now there at this uh, precipice trying to make that happen or or die. I think it's kind of a similar situation for Falzern, and, and I'm I'm happy with Falzern's arc and feel like it's mostly concluded. Like he he originally left Heraklion because he felt like he was his thirst for more magical knowledge and arcane learning was being hampered with uh, what was allowed and what wasn't allowed in Heraklion. He's went out, he's adventured, he's been exposed to a lot of new magic and stuff, and also like almost died. Well, did die. <laughs> and has almost died many times as well and is like mm-hmm. he's like you know what adventuring uh maybe isn't the life for me i, I think i just want to go back and retire to heraklion <laughs> right. i think it's kind of the same situation he's like you know what heraklion wasn't so bad just be alamar's underling yeah him and alamar make up and <laughs> and and become best buddies and rebuild heraklion <laughs> together just two best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you become Bert and Ernie. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have an entire keep and you share a bedroom. <laughs> Each has a single bed. Yeah. <laughs> the half elf and the goblins sleeping side by side. Falls are in. Stop taking all of my cupboards. <laughs> Is Falzerin Bert or Ernie? I guess he would have to be Ernie. Falzerin would be Bert because he's tall and skinny. Well, yeah, I mean, physically, I think he would be Bert. Bert but uh, as a character, I think he's more Ernie than Bert. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Falzerin would be <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know a lot more about their personalities than I thought you would. I would have I'm guessed that you I'm sitting here nodding. <laughs> It was, it was, <laughs> you don't know Bert and Ernie, Lore? <laughs> I think Bert likes to give Ernie the side eye. Ernie likes to eat stuff. I don't Ernie know. Ernie is a rubber ducky. Ernie is definitely false. Oh, yeah. The rubber ducky is Danny. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to assume Sesame Street is international, so everybody that's listening from overseas, what the hell, who the hell are Bert and Ernie? <laughs> they definitely homework. had it in Canada, but it is it's American broadcasting. PBS, PBS is, yeah, is yeah, American. Yeah. Interesting aside, north of the border just did a video making Bert and Ernie. Also, I just watched this morning. Well, uh, listener, I suppose if you have. Uh, any of your own Bert Nerdy predictions. Uh, get them in now before the end of the campaign so you can look smart when Thuff Tomorrow and Fosters share a bed in the Elder's Keep. We could roll some dice for the epilogue, right? Like, let's, let's like, on an after party, right? Let's write the story together. Be like, all right, is Mia's family safe? T- over 10, yes. Under 10. There was a death in the family. I'm not rolling. Then it's like, roll to, roll to see who died. Well, I'm saying we could each roll like what we're curious about just to get some answers that are totally random. I don't know. Yeah, it might be fun. Yeah, we can we can talk Leland about might it. have answers. Though. I mean, each of you can write your own epilogue as far as I'm concerned. That's what I was going to do. It's easier to, it's easier to roll a dice. <laughs> I, I sounds like a Mia dice roll. <laughs> uh, the, last, the last thing I wanted to circle back to the armor and what's happening with Samuel mm. and ask you... A question of what was the state of the eyes and or the armor when the first pulsing was witnessed? I don't remember. You if tell you can't, us. I'm not going to. If you can, that might be a little hint as to <laughs> what may or may not be going on. It, it pulsed when he first put it on, right? Like that night when Chikara first contacted Dendar. It was pulsing then, wasn't it? It was. Did you induce the pulsing by contacting Dendar? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, are, is your mouth moving and nothing's coming out? I <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Uh, but then it was definitely pulsing when Shakara was when Shakara was in Hannah's bedroom and she contacted Dendar again. You're the only one who knows that timeline, so. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Well, there's a few there's a few pieces. I mean, so overnight people, I mean even paladins in the camp saw a pulsing blue coming from Samuel's tent. So presumably when he was sleeping slash unconscious, right? Because uh, he wasn't his armor wasn't pulsing during the zone of truce with me and Falzern, right? And during the day when he's awake no, and, and no. functioning. And we asked him about it. He didn't know about right. it. Exactly. Or at least he didn't fess up to knowing about it. 
So at that point, one of the eyes was in a lead container. One was still at the tower and active and not shielded at that time. And then with the K fight, Samuel uh, basically went unconscious. And as soon as he did, the armor started to pulse again and has been since he's been in this coma-like state. So it's when he's unconscious. So there's a weakening of his control and somebody else potentially trying to take over through like taking over him. yeah what does it have to do with the lead box or if the eyes are guarded or not if the eyes are unguarded it's i'm now thinking it's, di- it's tied to his consciousness because there's been a lot of body taking overage in this campaign yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just need to smack him real hard and wake him up because they're on another plane and they're trying to find weak points yes. to like get to the material plane or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen this happen, right? Like um, with Kralakina, with, with Falls are in. Falls are in. I'm sure there's more examples. There has to be. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it very much could be something similar to that, I suppose. But then who? So is it Kalar that's trying to get back into? I will just say that. The one eye has been predominantly contained in the lead during any of the pulsings going on. And even when Samuel's, again, in his comatose state, like, other, aside from Shakara connecting to both of them, like, the one's been contained, right? Essentially shut up. When, I mean, when it's in a, a when a magical item is in a lead box, like, it can't be tracked. Uh, you don't feel any of its, its, its power. Clearly, we've seen with the, how it can, one of the only things you've seen that contains the eyes, right? We we did assume it was linked to the eyes, so the weakening of the armor itself, or like a lack of Samuel's ability to control it, could definitely be linked with that one being hidden. Then, it, yeah, yeah, being like inside that. the lead box maybe is the lead is yeah hampering their ability to take it over, right? Because the lead's obviously having a significant impact on the eyes because it protects the person who, you know, typically if you're within whatever many feet of it, like you're in trouble, but with it in the lead box, you're safe. So lead's a very undervalued metal. I mean, kryptonite, uh, you you go, I mean, it's (laughs) it's really powerful for what it is, right? Just don't eat it. (laughs) Just don't eat it. If we would have got those boxes earlier, we could have done the tower heist back when, but it's like we just couldn't even get more than one. Just imagine if you attempted to take down one of those towers way, way back in the beginning of the campaign and had been successful. Would it have been scaled to our level, though? And we'd had that eye carrying it around with us all the time? Had that happened, obviously you would have been an enemy of the paladins, assuming somehow somebody or Sam somehow Samuel knew like who was responsible. Right. But yeah, I mean, there certainly would have been opportunities for it to actually be accomplishable. Right. But also like, what if you had just turned them over to Blake Lakely for the 10,000 gold? Oh, <laughs> right? man. What was he and who is he working for? Do we know? He was almost definitely working for Detmer. Who was working for either cultist or Izzy. No, no, Detmer was hired by Blake Lakely. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes. So Blake Lakely was the source of that job because it was affecting his city and the income generated by the city, which ultimately ends up in his pocket, right? So clearly he cared about Goldham, or Blake Lakely cared about Goldham. 
this job opportunity was certainly farmed to Detmer and Detmer's contacts, of which Shaft was one. And uh, Shaft uh, through a, I don't know if that's happened yet, but Shaft has a bit more information on the true source of the tower job itself. Yeah, so there's a lot of layers to it, obviously, and ultimately who's behind all of it is going to be the one that's going to benefit the most from having the possession of the eyes, right? It had to be Izzy. Izzy had to be pulling strings there because she's pulling strings everywhere. Yeah. for Especially, like, given the fact that she's a being that's been around for a very, very long time on Aspara, like, she's going to know how to pull the right strings to get what she wants in motion. Well, the other person that wanted the eyes had them, Samuel, so... Oh my gosh, could you imagine... If Izzy had had the eyes back way back then, and then I guess we would have been looking for the scythe parts or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was easy to find. You could have found those in episode three. <laughs> yeah, when, when Falsrin was in that cave, did he already have his wand of secrets? Why did we not find this dang tunnel, the scythe? You found the tunnel. You, the tunnel was there. You just didn't go down it. Yeah, it wasn't a secret tunnel. We just didn't go we're down it. We're just losers. Wow. Those were blocked because it had the little mean lock <laughs> guy in there. In it. Yeah, it had a creature <laughs> in it. You were all pretty hurt, and you kind of blocked it up and got the hell out of there. Forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Re- remind me what the mean lock is again. We've You've mentioned this a couple times, so I can't picture what type of creature it so was. So it's like this little bipedal insect uh, or like a little bised- bipedal like cockroach almost. Like they've got kind of large, large-ish pincers um they speak telepathically as you all had had the chittering uh, uh, the telep- telepathy in, in your heads right uh, as i think gozer had seen it first and like tried to communicate with it in some way but was unsuccessful but yeah i mean it was it was there i mean it's all been here <laughs> it's all been there the whole time <laughs> i need to start playing D like i play computer rpg games where i uncover every single thing under every rock looking every read every book cover to cover yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's wrap this thing up so we can get to playing i want to see what happens yeah me too (laughs) okay i've been john and shaft i've been emily and shakara i'm elena i play mia i've been bill and falzerin and i'm leland steel happy adventuring happy adventuring happy adventuring i hope This has been a Sounds of Steel production. Wait, we're doing the after party? I thought we were playing. <laughs> we already corrected you twice on this. You can do the after party as Falzrin. I'm getting all my dice out and, like, concerned okay. because it takes me a long time to get all my dice out.